It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, February 23, 2021. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Earlier this month, Canada announced an extension of its cruise ship ban, a major hit to southeast Alaska's economy. When the Sitka Assembly meets tonight, it will consider a resolution urging the feds to issue a temporary waiver to the Passenger Vessel Services Act. The waiver could circumvent Canada and boost Alaska's economy this summer. The resolution also asked the CDC to issue guidance that would allow cruise ships to resume operations in Alaska this summer. If it passes, the resolution will be sent to Sitka's delegation in D.C. to signal local government support for a waiver, but it wouldn't have any legal effect. Waiving the Passenger Vessel Services Act would allow foreign ships to bypass Canada. In other business, the Assembly will issue a proclamation to raise awareness on the epidemic of missing and murdered Indigenous women. The Assembly will also consider a five-year extension of its lease to the Northern Southeast Regional Aquaculture Association for its expansion of hatchery operations on a lot at the Gary Paxton Industrial Park, and it will consider recommended changes to the GPIP port tariff fee schedule. The Assembly will also consider promoting Deputy Clerk Melissa Haley to Public and Government Relations Director, a position that has been vacant for two years. The Sitka Assembly meets at 5 p.m. tonight for a municipal leaders training from Alaska Public Entity Insurance and meets for regular session at 6 p.m. Raven News will broadcast the meeting live at 6 following Alaska News Nightly. A Sitka man who was allegedly attacked by his son on Valentine's Day has died. The Sitka Police Department received notice on Sunday that 63-year-old James O'Brien Jr. died at Harborview Medical Center in Seattle a week after sustaining head and facial fractures. O'Brien's son, 28-year-old Patrick O'Brien, was charged with a felony count of assault for attacking his father on Cassiana Island on February 14th. Following the incident, James O'Brien was medevaced to Seattle. Sitka Police Department Lieutenant Jean Ache said that this sort of incident is uncommon in Sitka, but it does happen on occasion. Unfortunately, this one here has gone from a, an assault and moved its way up to somebody dying. In addition to a felony count of assault, Patrick O'Brien is also charged with one count of assault in the fourth degree, one count of possessing a firearm while intoxicated, and one count of interfering with a report of domestic violence. Ache says the investigation is ongoing and additional charges are possible. The next step that we're looking at is the King County Medical Examiner's Office is going to be conducting an autopsy and we need to find out cause and manner of death, at which point we'll, there'll be a screening decision with the uh, district attorney's office to determine if there's going to be additional charges added. Ache says he doesn't know a timeline, but the department is hoping to get additional information in the next two to three days. Patrick O'Brien is currently being held at Sitka Jail pending $500,000 bail. Frank Hauser has been named as the next superintendent of the Sitka School District. Hauser is currently the principal of Service High School in Anchorage. The Sitka School Board met in executive session on Saturday morning, February 20th, to pick from three remaining finalists. Although there was never any in-person interaction due to the pandemic, the candidates each appeared in four online public forums with district staff, the community, the Sitka tribe, and finally last Friday in their job interviews with the board. Hauser used the opportunity of his public interview to discuss his track record as an administrator and to share his philosophy on social-emotional learning, or SEL. It's not just, um, you know, a program. It's, it's a belief. It's a, it's a support system in there because if students don't feel safe in school and they don't feel as if, um, you know, somebody cares about them when they come into the school, then learning is, is impacted. 
Hauser has worked in the Anchorage School District for 23 years at all grade levels, including serving as a classroom music teacher, building principal, and district-wide administrator. He was Alaska's Principal of the Year in 2019. The Sitka School Board's decision to offer Hauser the superintendent job was unanimous. His final contract is still being negotiated. Hauser will begin work on July 1st this summer, replacing interim superintendent John Holst, who has served in the job for one year. Sitkins may see another round of utility rate increases this year, even if the city keeps its budget mostly status quo. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. When the Sitka Assembly met last week, they heard a presentation from city staff on the state of each enterprise fund. Electric, water, wastewater, solid waste, and harbors. Finance Director Melissa Haley presented a budget that included 2.5% increases to electric and wastewater rates, a 4% increase to water rates, a 4.5% bump for solid waste, and 5% for moorage. Haley said that those rates were mostly set to keep up with inflation and to keep departments operating at the same level of service next year. Some of the bigger hikes, like Moorage, were planned to keep big projects on track. What we don't want to do is is put ourselves in a situation where we're going to see spiked rate increases. Um, we feel that the, the slow and steady are, are going to be uh, much easier uh, for the community to absorb. And then, you know, again, we're, we're reacting still to literally decades of not increasing rates. Um, where the rates stayed flat even in times of high inflation. Haley said they desperately needed updated master plans for most of the funds to get a better idea of the needs for each department, like replacing aging infrastructure. She said budgeting without a good picture of the whole system was like flying blind. Assemblymember Valerie Nelson said she was not in favor of any rate increases, noting that rates have increased each year over the last decade, and Sitkins were feeling the weight of those increases. There, there are just a lot of people that can't afford to pay for a cup of coffee. Member Tor Christensen said he didn't see any alternative to raising rates in order to keep up with inflation. Member Crystal Duncan said they should look to the community for possible solutions. To me, it makes sense to increase rates consistently. None of us want to do it. Um, so I'm, I'm open to hearing further discussion and feedback about what uh, community members are recommending if they want to keep the rates flat. How do we do that? During public comment, one member of the public offered a suggestion. Richard Ween, who is a former Sitka Assembly member, said the city should develop a comprehensive waste management plan to save money. I have said for years that we need to be waste independent here on Sitka because it may, at some point, we may not be able to dump our trash in other states. Finance Director Haley proposed one option in the budget that would avoid more steep rate increases for the Harbor Fund. The city has budgeted mortgage rate increases every year over the next decade, with the plan to kick off a major overhaul of Eliasson Harbor in 2032. Haley proposed an alternative budget that would delay the replacement of Eliasson Harbor and instead invest $5 million to extend the harbor's life by 10 years. That would give them time to pay down the city's other debts before tackling the harbor, which would put the city in a better place financially. Haley said city staff would need to explore the idea further. Uh, I, I am not an engineer. I have no idea how much it would actually cost or if it would be feasible. Enterprise funds are only a piece of the city's budget puzzle. The Assembly reviewed the general fund earlier this month, and the group will meet again on Thursday to discuss school funding with the Sitka School Board. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Katherine Rose. 
The Southeast Alaska nonprofit Spruce Root has announced the winners of its annual business development competition. The startup Coastal Heating and Repair out of Yakutat was one of two businesses chosen for the Path to Prosperity Competition's $25,000 award. KCAW's Aaron McKinstry reports. For the last couple of years, Jimmy and Star Jensen and their kids have lived a migratory life. They've spent summers in Yakutat, where Jimmy has a commercial fishing boat. The rest of the year, they've lived in Sitka, where the job prospects are better. Then, early last year, they had an idea. What if we had our own business and we didn't keep moving back and forth um, every year and we just decided to stay home and, and give it a try? Starting their own heating and plumbing business would let the Jensens live year-round in Yakutat, where they both grew up and have family. They also wanted to fill a need. When Jimmy was in town, he often answered calls from people in need of repairs. But they didn't have any business experience. So when they saw a Facebook post for the Path to Prosperity contest, they decided to apply last minute. When we got the call that we were selected as finalists, I was just so shocked and um, grateful and happy. And I was like, yes, see, Jimmy, they think that our idea is a good idea. The annual business development contest is in its eighth year and is open to entrepreneurs throughout Southeast. Finalists attend a three-day boot camp that addresses everything from marketing to business plans to how to better serve their communities. It's our belief that, you know, businesses can make money while doing good uh, for their community and the environment. And so the, the program really promotes that. Elena Peterson is the executive director of Spruce Root, the nonprofit that runs the competition. This year, the contest was open to minority-owned businesses only. Peterson says that's partly because of the requirements of this year's funder, the Minority Business Development Agency. It's also a fundamental part of Spruce Root's mission. The nonprofit is something called a Community Development Financial Institution, which are designed to spur economic growth in underserved communities. Spruce Root's target market is Native communities. And that's because they're typically underserved when it comes to business uh, assistance and financial services, um, not just in Southeast, but all over the country. Peterson says Coastal Heating and Repair stood out partly because they had a great business plan. But also, it was a unique opportunity to add a needed business to a small remote community and combat out-migration. It's a service business that would just improve that community so much and bring some people home. Jensen thinks focusing on improving energy efficiency in Yakutat and adding traditional values like reciprocity to their business plan help them as well. Star is Klinkit and Koyakan Athabaskan, and her husband Jimmy is Inupiak. Being able to help our neighbors even when, you know, maybe they might not be able to pay us right away, just, just really wanting to work with the people in our community and help them. Coastal Heating and Repair won alongside Ketchikan-based Kasei Training and Consulting, which focuses on revitalizing traditional knowledge of indigenous plants and foods. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Erin McKinstry. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.